my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Hello, welcome to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast from Beach Commute. Today, you've got me, Marissa, doing a solo episode. This particular episode is about how I saved $1,300 on a flight uh, from uh, Europe to the US, and generally just how to use some of the travel hacking tips that I use. So in the future, we will do a whole um, more detailed podcast on different, you know, credit card points and travel hacking and all the things. I have some some travel friends who are experts in this, write for really great websites on this particular topic. But for the sake of this, this is for anyone listening who's into the travel hacking, but also if you're like me and you don't like to try to figure out all the credit card points and miles and this and that, I get kind of overwhelmed and frustrated and I don't want to spend the time. But these are just some simple hacks that you can use absolutely any time when booking a flight. So I'm going to use this particular example. So I was just in Europe booking this flight and how I saved a ton that you can then use, but real life example so you can see how this practice works in action. So one just kind of quick thing talking about um, prices of flights and travel and all of that. When you live as a digital nomad, it is way less expensive to travel than if you are someone who just travels maybe for a week or two here and there or on the weekends. If you have a job and you're working around vacations on holidays or always having to fly on Saturday and Sunday in a specific time. Uh, I did this for many years when I worked in my corporate job in New York and LA, and there's not much flexibility around flights. So it does tend to be expensive, or maybe you're flying home for the holidays or around a national holiday or day when everybody has off and you know flights are just more expensive at that time. So one just quick thing to think about is once you have a remote job that you can do from anywhere, which we teach inside of our course if you're interested, uh, but once you have this and you can travel anytime, be anywhere anytime, you have much more flexibility to fly on days when no one else is flying or maybe you fly in the morning or at night or in the afternoon based on the time zone that you're in and when you have to work. And then also you can fly to different places. So let's say I only have two weeks of vacation a year and I really want to go to this one destination. Like I'm going to spend every single day there that I can. Whereas as a digital nomad, maybe you find a flight that has a, you know, 24 hour layover somewhere that you actually want to spend time in on your way somewhere else. And it's like, you know, $800 cheaper. Um, so there's just more flexibility that you have as a nomad. So for example, I was, where was I? Uh, I was in Egypt and Jordan, and then I was meeting Diego and some other friends in Oman, uh, where we were going to live for a month. And the flight from Jordan had a layover through Bahrain, uh, which is a, uh, a small country in the Middle East that I had never been to. And so I purposefully booked a long layover through there that I got to explore on the way. So again, and the flight was cheaper, right? So it was like, Two, two birds with one stone. So that's just the kind of lay of the land to start, just to start thinking about the flexibility that you have once you can work remotely and work from anywhere. 
And then also just have, yeah, have more time to go different places. So all of that being said, I'm now going to talk about some specific flight hacking ways to save money. So there's tons of ways to save money on different accommodations, Airbnb, negotiations. We'll talk about that in the future. But let me talk about um, this flight. So I was in Europe. I had been there over the summer for about three months. I was living in Bulgaria, Romania, Czech Republic, Hungary, Poland, Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania, all over the place. Um, and again, I booked a one-way flight there because to Bulgaria because I had no idea which countries I'd end up in or where I wanted to go. I almost ended up in like Germany and the Netherlands. You know, you just never know as a nomad who you'll meet and where you want to go. So I knew I had to be home. I didn't have to be. I, I chose to come home um, to the States in the end of October uh, for one of my best friend's weddings. So again, I didn't know what country I'd be flying from. I didn't know where I would be. And another note just to think about, I know before I started traveling, I had a whole idea that you had to book flights like a month or two months or three months or more in advance if you wanted to get like a decent flight price. And I'm here to tell you that's absolutely not the case. So what I've found is as long as you book like, I would say two weeks out, two, three, like four weeks even, but really that two to three weeks out is a sweet spot where the flights aren't yet more expensive. That being said, like absolutely yes, maybe three months out, 10 months out, you can find weird flight deals that drop dramatically and things like that. But just as a general rule, if you're just looking at average prices, it's not that much different two to three weeks out than it is two to three months out. So don't feel like you have to book everything ahead of time. And especially, you know, since COVID has happened, the you know, rules are changing all the time. I never plan anything more than that because you just never know. And I never know where I want to go. I don't like to be locked in. So just wanted to put that out there. So anyway, that two to three week mark is coming up. I was in Budapest and knew that I'd probably be somewhere around like Latvia, Estonia sort of area. That's where I wanted to end up before flying home. So I'm going to talk about these three different ways that I saved a lot of money. So when I first looked at a flight from Estonia to Atlanta, which is where I wanted to fly to, that's my my home base. That's where my family, my friends, my cat, everything are. Um, the flight was about, oh gosh, what was it? I want to say it was $685 from Estonia um, through, I can't remember where it stopped to. I think it had like two stops. So it was going to be a really long travel day and ended up in Atlanta. So the first trick was actually, I was with a friend who was flying. He was with me, um, also looking from Estonia um, to fly to Colombia. He was going to Medellin. And so as he was monitoring flight prices, he found, um, using what I call like the explore page. If you go to Google flights or even kayak or other websites have this, you go to explore, you can see, you can type in where you want to go to or where you're coming from and you explore all the flight prices to like all different countries. Just imagine you're kind of like looking at a map and it would show a flight price, just like a general price. So it might show like $1,300 to um, you know one country and then $800 to this other country and then $300 to this other country. So what my friend found is that from Madrid to Colombia where he was going, was only a $300 flight instead of, you know, call it like 1600 or something. So he decided he was going to fly out from Madrid. And again, as a digital nomad, you have the freedom and the time to say, okay, I can find a local flight from Estonia to Madrid for call it $60. I'll go spend a day there because I want to be there anyway. Um, when my friend was doing that, one thing, this is 
Trick number one is to use a VPN trying to search for the flights from different countries. So this does not always make a difference, but it's worth trying sometimes. So when we were in Budapest searching for that flight, um, it was one price and then it had gone up and he was like, damn it, I should have, you know, I should have booked yesterday. And then with the VPN, which basically just makes it see for those who don't know what that is, it makes you can choose any countries to make it seem like you are there. So uh, a lot of people who, you know, if you're from the States and you're in Colombia, but you're trying to log into a bank and you like need to show that you're in the U.S. or something, or mostly people use it to, like watch Netflix or Hulu or something like that. But um, you can put your VPN into a different country and see if that flight price is different. So he used his VPN instead of showing that we were in Budapest, he put the VPN to, to try searching from as if he was in Spain and then search for that same flight from Spain to Colombia. And it was $50, $50 cheaper. So not huge, but five zero fifty dollars $50 cheaper just for logging into his computer as if he was in Spain. So if you're flying to or from a country, you might just try it and see and do their search on an incognito browser um, with that VPN and try it in the country you're going to, try it just like in a random country and see if you can save money. So that's number one is use a VPN. Number two is then again using that explore feature, whether that's on Google Flights, it's my favorite, or Kayak or wherever you want to, to look and see. Again, he said, okay, if I fly from Madrid to Colombia, it's only 300 and something dollars instead of a thousand plus. So I also looked at this and for me, flying from Madrid to Atlanta was way cheaper. Um, I think it was... It was around like three or four hundred dollars um, for that flight instead of I oh know it was it was even more expensive. I think it was like sixteen hundred dollars maybe direct from Madrid to Atlanta. But when I looked at that Explore page, the flight from Madrid to Miami, which is a very short flight from Atlanta, was one hundred and eighty five dollars. One hundred and eighty five. So instead of paying sixteen hundred from Madrid to Atlanta, I found a one hundred and eighty five dollar flight direct from Madrid to Miami. And then I just went on like a local website for the US and found a 60, 60 flight from Miami to Atlanta. So, and then now I'm paying 200 and something. I have a pretty direct flight, one stop through Miami, instead of paying $1,600 to pay, you know, to go straight to Atlanta. Or I think it was that $685 flight if I had flown from Estonia. So saving a ton of money. Yes, we did have to fly to Madrid, but I had act I've been to Spain to like five different places, but I'd never been there. So I was like, okay, this could be fun. So those are two different, the first two hacks is use a VPN and then use that explore page. So Jeff, for example, ended up spending, I think it was a month in Madrid earlier this summer. He was flying from San Francisco. We had a bunch of friends who were flying from all over. And for whatever reason, this summer, Madrid just had super cheap flights. So everyone just kind of was like, all right, we'll just get to Europe by flying into Madrid. Everyone spent, you know, under $300 flying directly there. And then we all met up in Romania. They went to Italy for a month. You know, you can go all over. So you don't have to stay for a month. You can, you know, stay for a day like I did. But it's just, it's such a good way to get places. And then you can use a local airline. So there's European airlines like Ryanair, for example, or Air Asia in Asia that have cheaper flights that aren't necessarily on those big um, search engines like Google Flights or Kayak or Expedia. You have to just Google like list of local airlines in these countries and then you have to search their actual websites to get those little flights to where you wanna go. But you can save so much money. So 
The third trick I want to talk about, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap this all up. I'll, I'll give you an overview again. Was I actually so I booked that flight from Madrid to Miami for $185. Almost all airlines have 24-hour cancellation. So I was like, okay, I just found this good deal. I was like feeling really flustered. We had been traveling all over really quickly. So I was like, all right, I'm booking this flight. I found this deal. And then I remembered this website called Skiplagged, which I just hadn't used in a while. And so that next day, I, I don't know why I got the insight. I was like, oh, I gotta check this. I, I calmed down. I had a flight booked. I knew I was gonna get home. And um, I decided to go check this website. So we'll link to it in the show notes. Check it out. It's called Skiplagged. And basically, you put in where you're flying from and then the destination you want to go to. So I put in Madrid to Atlanta, which is where I wanted to fly into. And then what it does is it searches for flights as if you're flying through Atlanta or wherever you're going. And so you might have a different final destination and it's gonna be a cheaper flight, but you just don't get on the last leg of the flight. So what I ended up booking, so I searched this website and I found a 200, I think it was like $235 or something, a flight from Madrid to Newark in New Jersey. And it flew, so it was a flight direct from Madrid to Atlanta with like a four hour layover and then Atlanta to New Jersey. And I didn't want to go to New Jersey, I had no intention of going to New Jersey, but when I went on the airline, I can't remember, I think it was a Delta flight, which is um, what I love to fly. Basically, I just had a direct flight from Madrid to Atlanta for $235, and I just did not get on that last leg to New Jersey. So instead of doing that, you know, I, when I went to the airport and checked in, I had two tickets, one to Atlanta, one from Atlanta to New Jersey. And again, you just don't get on that last part, which I know is a weird concept for a lot of people. And two really important notes, one, make sure you are carry-on only. So if you check your bag, that bag is going to end up in New Jersey or that final destination. So when I travel, I travel for many reasons with a carry-on and a backpack. And I made sure, you know, all airlines are different. Sometimes my carry-on bag is quote unquote, you know, too heavy or big for some smaller airlines. So when I was booking this flight, I made sure to check the luggage, you know, the size, the weight requirements. So I knew I could carry my bag on and just roll on off in Atlanta with all my stuff. So number one, if you're doing this, you you cannot check your, or you can, but your bag is gonna end up in a different place. And then number two, you can only do this if this is your last stop. So if if I if you book a round trip flight somewhere and you don't, you know, let's say you, I was flying through Atlanta to New Jersey, but I booked round trip because then I wanted to go from, I don't know, Atlanta to somewhere else, you can only do it if you're missing the very last leg of your flight. So if you have several legs of a flight booked and you're like, oh, I'll just, I found a cheaper flight to get to the middle part and I'll just jump on there, you, you can't do that. They will cancel your flight if you don't show up for um, any of the first kind of segments of your flight. So this only works if you're not getting on that last part. So those are the two kind of caveats to this. But regardless, so when you think about this, I feel like I'm just like throwing out so many numbers to you guys. This is hopefully this isn't too confusing to follow along. But remember, when I was looking for a direct flight from Madrid direct to Atlanta without any stops, it was going to be a $1,600 flight. And instead, I found a $280, $235 flight direct from Madrid to Atlanta. So again, before I'd had that $185 flight that was to Miami and then a $60 flight. So it was about the same price to fly through Miami as using Skiplagged. But when I travel, like if I can skip a layover, especially when it's long, long flights and you're changing time zones, 
I was so grateful to just land and be home rather than wait for four hours and then hop on another kind of one to two hour flight. Just adds maybe, you know, seven or eight. I saved seven or eight hours and pay the same price. So at the end of the day, I got home from Europe for that $235 flight and saved a ton of money as a digital nomad when I had the flexibility and know these flight hacks. So as our overview, wrapping up this episode, remember one, as a digital nomad, when you have a remote job and it doesn't matter exactly where you are on any given day or how much time you have to travel, you have a lot more flexibility and you can find far cheaper flights and travel the world for far less money than you can when you're just flying for vacation or on weekends or set times. Number two is use a VPN. Just try it, it doesn't always save you money, but try it either from the country you're going to or coming from and then a random country and see if you just might find a cheaper flight when you are booking, yeah, when when it thinks you're booking from a different country. Number three is use that explore feature, whether on Google Flights or Kayak or Expedia, wherever you're looking, and just kind of browse to see what's the cheapest way I can get from this continent to that continent. It usually is best for those long haul flights. And then search with those local um, airlines that aren't always listed on the big search engines to then say, okay, once I'm on that continent for you know far less money, now I can find you know an hour, hour and a half flight for thirty dollars, sixty dollars. You know they're usually pretty cheap to get to where I actually want to go or spend time in that other place. And then four, lastly, is try using Skiplagged. Um, I forget which air. There was an airline that sued them because. Uh, basically, like if people were saving so much money and um, skip lagged one, it's not illegal to do this, but it, it, it's, it was worth a lawsuit for an airline because they were losing, not losing so much money, but people are like finding these flight hacks. So it really does work. It saved me um, over $1,300 and many, many hours. So try that to put in your destination where you want to fly through. And just as an example of, of how and why skip lagged works, so there was a time when I was living in the States, I was in Atlanta and flying to Costa Rica, and I had friends who were flying to meet me from New York and from Michigan. And for my flight from Atlanta to Costa Rica, because there was only one airline, Delta, that was flying to that destination, there's very little competition. So I think it was like a 600 or $800 flight from Atlanta to Costa Rica, because they had a monopoly on that particular flight. It was the only one I could take. My friends, however, who were flying from Michigan, left a few hours earlier, literally flew from Michigan through Atlanta, met me on that same flight to Costa Rica, and their flights were like $250 because they're, you know, from Detroit, from Michigan, they could have flown several different airlines in different places, so the prices are lower with competition. So that's why skip lagged works. It basically is saying, you know, when, when I think about Madrid to New Jersey, there's a bunch of different airlines and different routes I could have gone, whereas, you know, from Atlanta, there was this one, so again, That's how it works. So yeah, overview is save money, being more flexible as a digital nomad when you have a remote job, use a VPN, use that explore feature to see how to get cheaply to the next continent and then book a local airline to where you actually wanna go and then use skip lagged if there's another destination that you can put in and you just don't get on that last leg. So I hope that this was super helpful. I know I threw out like a lot of different numbers and prices, but if you can just take away those, those are the main key takeaways on how to save a bunch of money when you're booking flights and give us a comment if you want to know more about 
flight hacking, different locations, how to get a remote job. Tell us what you want to hear. We're happy to share. We love having all of our travel knowledge sharing with you. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, if you're interested in what remote job is right for you, check out our Um, We've got a great little guide that's the seven most common jobs that digital nomads do at beachcommute.com slash seven jobs. We'll be in the show notes. That's the number seven. And um, once you sign up, you'll be on our email list. We've got tons of great resources that we're sharing for all these types of things on how to get remote jobs and travel the world. That's our goal is to help you travel. So hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs) 